Welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Giblets Givanisi, and today we're talking advanced SEO, search engine optimization. Joining me today and forever is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, my old job, Andrew Fiebert. Hey, man. Hey, what's up, dude? What's up? I was going to say, what are you drinking? But... That's uh, for Water. another show. That's for another show. <laughs> um, what's going on? Uh, not much, man. You know, it's a beautiful day in in the New York area. Is it and actually? I, is it New is Jersey? It humid? Is it humid there? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm already sweating, but I yeah. think it's just because I'm talking to you. And That's you it. Make, you make me nervous. Yeah, the Skype the Skype video. <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only have really bad innuendo jokes, I and I'll spare I everyone. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to talk about SEO uh, today, but before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning-fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. I came up with a thesis for today's show to kind of keep us on track, our little cornerstone. Uh, What are the most, what are the five most important things to focus on in order to get traffic by ranking in Google? I like that. Right? Uh, That that is, is, dude, you're getting good at the focus thing. Hey, I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) Always trying to focus. That's literally the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur and being uh, like, Jack of all trades is focus. I can't do it. I, it's hard. It's hard because you want to do all the things. I want to do all the things. Um, so okay, my my question to you mm. is: uh, Are we each coming up with five, and well, then like, so I wrote? Or do you fi- have five? I wrote five. Can I disagree with them? Yes, absolutely. Because I'm willing okay. to. I'm, I wrote five. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> These are in order that I that I think of importance of importance. So number one uh, being the now most... I have to debate your order too. Yeah, you have okay. to debate. Yeah, sorry, sorry. One second, let me get my notebook out. Right. I'm gonna take notes. Okay, again, please, please uh, listen to all five, right? Mm-hmm. Before you uh, jump Deal. in, okay, and then go, eh, or oh my god, you're a genius, and those are the perfect five. All right, ready? All right, one. All right, wait, wait. wait. You write them got down. My notebook up. Yeah, I'm gonna write them down because right. I, you know. All right, let's do this. Okay. Number one, page speed. Number two, keyword research. 
Number three, content creation. Number four, on-page SEO, so the actual formatting of the content. Number five, audits, content audits. Okay. That's what I have. And they're, I'm talking about the most solid. I'm going to say, and I'm, I'll, let me restate that I, these, when I say the five you, most important, the five biggest bangs for your buck is what I'm, okay. is really what I'm saying. Like, like the most impactful SEO tactics that you could do to get the most out of it. Okay. Okay. So, so I think these are good, but mm-hmm. you also know me and I, I would just have to disagree with you. Please. Because it's, Please. you know, it's what this show's about. <laughs> Right. Uh, so, so um, actually, let's dig through them, and, and maybe some of my ideas are components of. Or okay. do you want me to just list? No, please. I, I mean, go for it. Well, um, I absolutely agree that page speed is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a developer. Yeah, you, you are a developer, so you know maybe a little biased, but uh, Google has said as much for a very long time, and. Uh, there, there's this. So, do you know about like uh, thinkwithgoogle.com? Yes, you sent it to me. Is it just like it's like content, right? It's just so it's, it's like, like inside uh, baseball with Google, right? Yeah, it's like kind of like their internal researchy. Like they want they're, they're doing research on what works for Google, and uh-huh. they're sharing with us because lo and behold, what works for them is also what works for us, right? And uh, I, I think it was like um, if your website takes three seconds to load. Uh, you like on average, you will have lost about thirty percent of the people, and, and I'll, I'll give you like the image you could put in the show notes mm-hmm. and stuff. But uh, so, so you would have lost thirty percent of your potential customers, right? Because your page took three seconds to load. Um, if and I, I know this because someone's page took eight seconds to load that I was talking to, and it was uh, you. They, they think you lose uh, like roughly one hundred five percent of your potential visitors. Just because people can't wait or they're on a mobile device and they're just like, I can't. This is right. Like they they say the average internet connection speed on the internet is 3G. Like we're spoiled. We have LTE and high speed internet. Yeah. But you know, a lot of the US is not. And so they're not going to wait for your site. Yeah. I I think it's uber important. Now, yeah. So so you're a developer. I'm a developer. I think it's the, I think uh, to me, I, I use it as like, it's the one advantage that we have in the SEO game that not a lot of people have, mm. right? It's we're going to care more about page speed than someone out there just creating content or, or even the bigger sites who maybe can't even get their page speed down because they have other obligations to like, uphold. Like display ads. And right, stuff. exactly. Uh, you know, so, I, you know, because I've looked at some big sites and go, wow, it's like five to ten seconds. I, I think like we've been watching the tides turn yeah uh, against a lot of these like big sites uh, who, who don't need to be named but they're like the sure but I'll name them anyways it's like the Forbes and entrepreneur.coms sure, sure. of the world where it's like uh, unstoppable behemoths but uh, Google doesn't care about mm, that right yeah <laughs> and, it's not good well uh, so so do you think page speed is should be number one um I I, I don't think it'll be I don't I don't think it should be number one because uh, well okay so page speed is is broad I feel like yeah but I want to because I I, I want to dive more into it okay let's let's do because, it because um I have an opinion and I'm sure you have mm-hmm. the same opinion if not a different one 
I think you know what AMP is, right? Yeah. Or AMP, whatever you want to call it, accelerated mobile pages, which is what it's- Google is trying to push people into doing because it basically just loads a really stripped out version of your web page with just the content so that it loads on mobile devices no matter where you are mm-hmm. lightning fast i think it is taking a step backwards and i think it's google trying to own your content and i think that if i, I believe that some of the principles of amp are worth exploring for your own website and not mm. converting to amp but thinking hey look at look at the amount of like i'll be honest I'm always honest, but uh, the traffic <laughs> on Swim University, I would say 70 to 75% of my traffic comes from a tablet or a mobile device or, or a mm. smartphone. Like, Listen, money matters. It's over 60%. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but what does that mean? It means your page doesn't have to be like cool anymore, right? It's it just like has to be people functional. People are definitely not seeing your sidebar. Right. Not, def- besides the fact that we're clicking right. on it anyways, it's definitely just not even being shown. They're not seeing it. And yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but on, on smartphones, I just, uh, or my iPhone, I hit the read button. You know, oh, the, the you little do. lines. Oh, absolutely. Because most websites are designed like shit and they're not good for reading. You and know, I always click that. When, when I'm like news consuming, yeah, uh, I, I'm usually in like Apple News. Yeah, you're stuff. you're in a totally different app, and they have to feed their content into that. So, l- I, my point is, I think AMP is stupid. I think anyone mm. switching or trying to put AMP on their website is stupid, unless you're a huge news site, because mm. then you would rank for those. You're, you're more likely to rank for Look, those. They, they do put preference they to do. AMP in a lot of things. The, the good news is that I'll, it's not like insanely prolific. Yes. So it's it's a small amount. But uh, I think it's worth mentioning that, that what AMP says it is is actually a lie. Um, because so, so the, the idea of AMP is they're going to strip out all this stuff. Yeah. So it's just the basics. And so like just uh, your the content, page can really. load. Right. And so, so if, if you fast. look at uh, any website, like quite a bit of what's being loaded – are things like Google Analytics and, and just tracking related things. Yeah. Right? But an AMP page, after it strips out all of your tracking shit, uh, I, I don't know if you'd be surprised to hear that Google adds in their tracking stuff. Right. So the, basically, it's, it's clear why they want you to do this. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like the reason Facebook wants you to you know, publish ads on their platform. Mm-hmm. They own the content. They can put the ads in there dynamically yeah. you know they can they can monetize it for themselves exactly and i i think if you just make your website lightning fast like lightning i mean your pages load under a second mm. which i can't get damn right i'm having a hard time getting my pages to be under a second um i mean we, we could definitely dig into your your stuff i i think uh a big part of it is like saying goodbye to like most of the garbage and what what do you mean by that? What garbage? Like uh, sidebars. I don't know. You get you get all these yeah sidebars, plugins. I mean like text is fine, but one like there's just a million JavaScript things, and I think like yeah. there is probably a way to do without JavaScript, and it's gonna be a pain. But if you go to like CodeCanyon.net, uh, chances are you will find your solution on there, or someone wrote about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but two like uh, images, like yeah. if 
if I have like a 5,000 word article and at the bottom of the 5,000 word article, I have an image that, you know, is right sized and da da da. I don't need to really load that until they get there. And so like the amount of data that's loaded by your page is less important than like letting their phone or device use your web page. Right. Like when it's stuck in that loading thing, it, what do you use for, what do you, that's called lazy loading. What do you use for that? Uh, I, I I built a thing because I have too much time. Right. Um, but, but there's certainly lazy load plugins, you know, and if like you use discuss as a comment system, I remember that just like loads so much shit, but there's like a discuss lazy load thing, which was nice. Yeah. I mean, I took comments off my site completely, but same. Yeah. Not, not worth the, the speed hit, I guess how I felt. Uh, Yeah. Same. And And then I had to respond to them. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. That too. And the, and the content wasn't valuable and it wasn't being searched by Google. Like if you use discuss, so it wasn't even valuable to SEO at, at that point anyway. Exactly. So, uh, let's move on. Mm. Research, keyword research specifically, and maybe not even keyword research, but all research. Meaning, I, I in my course I have keyword research and content research. So, like one finding the keyword slash keywords to target, and then doing the research to find out who's already ranking for those things, what they're talking about, and including them in your content. So you know me. And you know, like, I come from a data realm. I, I think that far and away, this is the most important. Like, So would you out? Would you say that keyword research is above page speed? Like, for sure. And, All right. And the well, reason, I'm going to switch it. Well, okay. So, so the reason I, I say it is because I, I have had this problem for years. Uh, I know that you have had this problem for years. And uh, most websites have this problem where it's not that the stuff they're creating is great. But they're creating shit that people are not looking for. They're building a bridge to nowhere. Right. You know, it could be the most beautiful bridge, but if no cars need it, you know, right, you could right. just not build it. Yeah. So I think it's like um, your idea is good, mm-hmm. but it has to be framed in something that people want. And it's not like giving up your like your your content or I guess your ideas. It's just I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I guess I don't know how to describe it. I think you described it. Mm. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I, I when I did um, early in my career with Swim University, like back in the very beginning, all I did was focus on keyword research. Mm. You know, I remember the term low-hanging fruit. Yeah. You know, like that. I did that. I found low-hanging fruit, wrote shitty content, and I ranked. And that was before, you know, Google got got better at their job. But it worked. And then when I started uh, later, I just started saying, well, okay, s- screw doing research. Let's just write content for what people are, what people, what I think people are searching for, like off the top of my head. Mm. And. But, but wait, real quick, what was the research you were doing originally? Good question. Oh, man. Was it like so the, the AdWords ago. volume? Yes, it stuff? was. Yeah, and that was mm. before, it was when it wasn't part of AdWords, it was just called like. Key, keyword analyze or uh, yeah something like that. It was that. a Google tool. It was a, I, yeah. I, it was a separate tool that they offered. A key, yeah, uh, yeah, and it was it was it was good at the time mm. when they when they when they had it, and it had nothing to do with ads, and it it wasn't skewed in any direction. It was just like a basic ass tool, and this is back in two thousand six, so long Damn. time ago. Yeah. Mm. Um. 
that's the keyword research tool that I use. And I remember one of the I remember the first keyword that I really went after for swimming diversity specifically was robotic pool cleaners. Like that was the one that was like, oh, this gets a lot of searches. No one, you know, the, the keyword difficulty is low. There's no competition. I'm just gonna write. I wrote uh, like a you know 500 word article about you know the top five cleaners or whatever, and then I I just wrote like a shitload of like smaller posts and had them like and just submitted them to article directories to get a bunch of backlinks. You raising your hand? Yes. <laughs> I, I just want to say, <laughs> and I feel like this will be a a common theme. Yeah. Is because uh, you said like uh, they didn't have a keyword difficulty thing, but but they did. It was advertising yes it was competition yeah and and so i it was like competition for like bids to display your ad yeah but people kind of took that as how competitive just it was to rank exactly and i think this begun the the mythical journey for understanding the difficulty of ranking and i almost feel like through the course of this conversation we'll we'll like be able to to like yeah yeah uh yeah good good point um yeah, so that's that's what I did early on, and then and then with uh, Roasty, I didn't do any research, and I just came up with shit off the top of my head. Mm. You know, I was like, "Hey, what's the difference between these white filters and these brown filters?" Uh, and I was like, "Let's just make an article about that because I want to know as a person who likes coffee." And then I did a little bit of preliminary, like a little bit of like post research, and found out that they're not called white and brown filters; they're called bleached and unbleached filters, and that's what more people were searching for. So I did. What I did was come up with the idea first and then did keyword research afterwards specifically on that. So it was a – it's not real keyword research. It was like secondary, like finding out the term that more people used versus well, what I thought of. For the creation process, do you feel like it made it easier to kind of like take your idea and run with it and then like kind of Post. research at the end and yeah. then like – what, like pivot it a it, little? It depends. Like, cause I, I remember, uh, I had a, cause Rosie did really good. I mean, it, it grew it really did. fast. Yes. And I, mean, I it, think it does do really good. Yeah. I think I just got, I think I just kind of, I think a lot of posts I got lucky on, you know, I just, mm. I, I just picked the right thing off the top of my head. You know, it was, I, I, I you know, I didn't do any keyword research prior to producing any content on Rosie. It was all just like, I thought of it. We produced 102 posts in two years and you just get you hit a few, you know. You do enough right. of it, you publish every week, you tend to hit a few when you're when you're doing stuff like that. And it was like, look, I'm a searcher. I search for things, and so like I used my own language to to find that out. And again, mm. like I just got lucky, but I wasn't very targeted. So the stuff that I wrote, like I could maybe like maybe that unbleached example, unbleached filters, uh, maybe that example, like had I done some research and i found out that like whoa it gets like a ton of searches and like there's no competition uh let me do that one first <laughs> like let me put mm. that out first and make it like super huge and i would have i would have been i would have you know it took me two years to get a hundred thousand searches a month or a hundred thousand visitors a month it may it could have taken me six months if i had right, i right. been more targeted you know so that's i mean so keyword research you're thinking number one Number one so far, or at least well, ranking over page speed. I, I think, yeah. I mean, look, dude. So, Swim University. You know, you're constantly doing research and adding things. But like, let's be real. The the next piece of content that you put out, and even if it's like for a big term, mm-hmm. it's not like changing your life or your business. 
but in the beginning when you so desperately need it to work or just uh, like before you get over that hump um, I, I think I, it took me five years to get Listen to My Matters to where it is I, I could have easily did it in three if I was more thoughtful about it right right and and, and well now you know too Mm. Like you learn, right? Yeah, so, it's not. I guess not fair to. Yeah, I had to fail it. You know. Well, yeah. that's why I was able to get roasty up so fast versus swim university, which took me ten years. Mm. You know, it's like I took everything that I learned in those ten years and applied it to roasty, and we're like, okay, I can do this much faster. Well, swim university was also like pre. I don't know data. It was like <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it that's was like true. the second year the internet existed. Yeah, you know? it's true. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know. The keyword research thing is really just about prioritization. It's prioritizing yeah. what gets published first. Mm. You know, going after the biggest bang for your buck. And um, so, I mean, there's no secret. We both use Ahrefs. Did you use anything before Ahrefs to do keyword research? And is there anything that's free that you so, know of? Uh, so there, there's one that's free. Uh, it's called KW Finder. Uh-huh. Um, and you'll you'll get, like, volumes, and you'll you'll get some, like solid stuff mm-hmm. uh and i could imagine if arefs didn't exist that i could use this and and do good stuff with it uh it's just like i don't know uh showing up to like a, a nuclear war with a knife you know like uh you could definitely get in there yeah and, and like tactically do things that no one else is doing like well but if you wanted to rank for big things you just can't compete you have to go I mean, to Ahrefs. is just so good. And you, uh, I mean, you've been on the Ahrefs train for a long time. Before I was on SEM Rush, which was good. I mean, it, it's, it's it's good. You did SEM Rush. Yeah. And did you ever do Moz? Uh, I did. So, uh, uh, you yeah. know, I love all the things they've done just for the internet yeah. up and until. And, and I, it just never was what I needed it to be. I, I didn't like how their tools were all different websites. Mm. Like they had their one like keyword Open tracker Explorer and then they had whatever. all these. Yeah. Every tool was a different like place. It wasn't all. I mean, even though they like linked it all in one place and I just hated spending a hundred bucks a month. I still do. Yeah. You know, they had a great like audit esque thing mm-hmm. in there and they tell you, I don't know if your links are broken, whatever, but it never quite did the job completely. I felt. Yeah. Um, but Ahrefs yeah. is the shit. Dude, I-, I would not have a business without it. Mm. Like legit, interesting. Uh, so I have number three here is content but, creation. But I, I don't feel like that's the end of research, though. You don't think? No, dude. Like, okay, so you're gonna tell me that you create like an unbleached filter, or whatever just, article. Just, I don't, I don't want to. I don't even <laughs> use bleached anymore. I don't know. I can think of a bleached asshole. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> all uh, right. I'm just worried that it's gonna go there. So let's just. Uh, even though all I just right, went right. there. So, so pool supplies, <laughs> sure. Which like, I don't have an article for yet. But, but like you, you do the keyword research, and then you don't just create it. You you look at what everyone else has made. Yeah. So I, that's what I'm I'm considering that number three, which is content cr- content creation, or unless you want to. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Unless okay, you fun. think, well, unless you think part of keyword research is. Because I call it content research, which I is like. So, so how do you how do you create? Do you do you sit down? And you're like, I'm going to create this thing on pool supplies. Go, and then you just kind of sit there. You get angry. You create stuff, and no, then it's done. No, so I, I use. Um, so I just did this recently. I just created like 
uh, a list of, I think, like 25 new articles we're going to write on Sumu. Mm. And I, I – uh, so I did my research. Did a, I did a big keyword research. Like I looked at all my competitors and see what they were ranking for, and like let the let Hrefs like find shit for me too. Like I just typed in the right. word pool and like just find me everything, you know. Mm. And then I took that list and started distilling down like, you know, oh, you know, we don't talk about pool cues because that's for playing pools. So like <laughs> delete that, you know, and just started like whittling it down to. I think I, I ended up with a hundred keywords. And then there were some long tail versions of the bigger ones. So, like, I looked at them as dupes. Like, for example, mm. there's a pool decks that was really high, and then above ground pool te- decks, and then in ground pool decks. And it's like, so like that could be one piece. That could be one piece, or it could be two pieces mm. that both rank for pool decks. Right? True. So, I would, and you know, because I think it's, mm. I think what I was more concerned about is, is how do people interpret what they own? And so I think if, we're, if I'm more specific, I could rank for more keywords, like more like smaller keywords, and also rank for the big one. A lot of like I just had to do a lot of thinking, and then I saw some like you know, um, you know I found keywords like I talked about yesterday. There's a keyword for uh, water testing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's obviously has a lot of uh, traffic, but. Uh, when I looked at the when in, in Hrefs, you can like quickly look at the uh, search engine results, the top ten results for that specific keyword, and most of them were about testing your home drinking water. You know, right. so I'm like, okay, uh, I shouldn't go after this keyword, but maybe People there's might a, not be looking for. It's not yeah. specific enough, and maybe mm-hmm. I need to go after something a little smaller. So I looked at pool water testing, and of course, it doesn't get nearly as many searches, but it does. I, I try to do things that get over a thousand searches. I don't really target things under under a thousand. You know, it's it's interesting to to hear your approach because so I I you you code you do all these things, but I see you more as like a designy guy. You yeah. have that creative, whatever that's called. Now, not that other things aren't creative. I think I'm creative in my spreadsheets. Me too. And shit, and yeah, shit. I color code my spreadsheets. I've heard great things about your spreadsheets. Thank you, thank you. I spread the sheets. <laughs> I very heard they're well. very big too. Mm, yes, huge. <laughs> uh, but I guess, um, like when when I approach like something like design, uh, I mean, and I don't really approach it because I don't know what to do. I, I like I don't know how you create something out of nothing like that. But if you were to show me three or four things, I'd be like, ah, this is good for because of this reason. Mm-hmm. That's good for that reason. Maybe we can combine it like this. You know, like do do whatever you think is right. Uh, but but I could I could kind of tell what I want or what might be good, and the same is true for me with content is I, I I don't know what it should be, but I know it when I'll see it. Yeah, so you have taste. I, I guess. But yeah. but I guess my, my point is like I will go and I'll pop open, you know, the first five, ten, whatever sites and yeah. I won't really read them. I'll just like look through and I'm like, I'm gonna use this, I'm gonna use this, and I kind of like like shamelessly steal. Yeah. No, no, no. And I, reassemble. Yep, that's how I do it too. So I, well, I open up the I, – I go – I mean if I'm writing myself, which is rare, but I do, I do mm. it sometimes. You're I'll go and look at like the top 20 posts. In, like, so I'll Google the term you know, in, in, in incognito mode or whatever mm. and then look at – and literally open up every single page, so the next 20 pages – and then look at the H2 tags. Like, look at the headlines or the subheadlines and go, oh, shit, yeah. And then, I, or, or like, 
I like I'll just start it. I'll basically start creating an outline. I'm like, I need to talk about that. I need to talk about that. I need to talk about that. That's what I wanted to pull out of you, like the outline. Yeah. So um, and then I. Yeah, so I I'd normally create an outline first. It, it 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 tends to evolve and switch positions over time as I'm writing mm-hmm. it, but because I may start writing something and go, oh, you know what? Actually, this belongs in a different spot, but it's more for like context and flow. And um, I did an episode with Michelle, who's who's uh, my editor, and we talked about. I believe we talked about we have a formula for every post, which is. Uh, in the beginning of the post, we talk about what, why, what it is and why you should care, mm. and then the tactical how to do it, and then the conclusion of like, you know, what this, what, like why doing it would work and what it, what it does for you. And we, and we basically approach every article that same way, but you still have to do the research to find out like, you know, how big is the why and what section, how big is the tactical section, and how big is the conclusion by looking at other people's things. So... Yeah, that's one thing I do. I look at comments mm. on other posts because – on other pages because the comments have questions that people ask that they didn't include in the post. And there might be something I – and it's really just taste. It's what I think should, is important or not important. Like you just have to use your own judgment and say like, you know, oh, we should include that or this is stupid and doesn't need to be included. Right. Or can be said in one sentence and doesn't need to be its own section. You know, because – go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was going to say, like, did you talk to Corbett on the show yet? Yeah. Because I feel like uh, the one thing that has super influenced us... Did you talk about epic shit? No, no. We, no, we talked about... Uh, no. Because... I, yeah, because I have a, I think, I have a tell point me. of that, too. Hmm. Well, no, you talk now. It's, let's make it even. <laughs> I, I guess, like, uh, we, we both, when we both met, you yeah. know... Uh, and like you've met many people on the internet, I met many people. You know, we both kind of had a, a similar view of like the job that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, this whole thing, like from Corbett, like he came up with this like article, create epic shit. Yeah, and, write epic uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it, it's one thing to create stuff, but I don't know if you feel the same way. I look at all of the people. Like, there's a lot of up and comers in the personal finance space, and uh-huh. I'm obviously like eyeing every competitor, trying sure. to see if they do anything good, so I could steal it or whatever, <laughs> or, do it an or do it better. Yeah, do it, do it better, yeah, and not um, steal. The one thing, the the one over. If I was to be like, "Hey, personal finance space, this is what you're doing wrong. Uh, you're creating super not epic shit." Like you're like, hey, like I, I, you know, your stories are great, you know, all the stuff is good, but you gave me 300 words and I didn't get what I was looking for. You, you know, know I, this isn't Vanity Fair. Like that's not what why people are arriving to your blog. They want answers, right? But I would, I'm going to say that that is a problem, but I have a reverse problem. Go so on. I'm, I'm starting to notice now people. You know, because there's the because like a lot of this advice is going around. Like you need to write long form content, right? And a lot of people take that as a challenge and like, all right, I'm going to write ten thousand, twelve thousand, fifteen thousand words and write these like monster posts, right? And when I started looking at some of those, I'm like, I can't read this. I'm not going to read this. It's too much. There's so much information, and it's like, you know what you need to do. There's a difference between long form and epic, right? Yeah. I think w- long form is just long for the sake of being long. And it's like you're mm. trying to add every little bit of information. So I- I'm writing this post about affiliate marketing, and there's so much I could write about. There's so much 
so much nuance in that in that field, but some of it is either obsolete and doesn't even need to be mentioned, or can be said in one sentence and not an entire section, right? Mm. Or can be like it doesn't need, or it can be a fucking image or something. It can be something other than words that are that make the post. You know, right now my post is sitting at about seventy five hundred words, and I found a post that was all about affiliate marketing that was like I don't know. 15,000 words. And I was like, this is so boring. And it had a table of contents. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. is sucks. Like, I'm not going to read this. And yes, maybe it's going to be, maybe people are going to be like, whoa, this is amazing. But don't, like, for me, I'm like, I, I want to be, if I'm reading a post, even if it's a how-to post, I want to be, I want to feel like I'm reading something and I'm getting absorbed into it. And it has some sort of entertainment factor sort of baked in where it's like, oh, I'm reading, but I'm also learning. You know, and it's like right. instead of me jumping to that page and go up oh, table of contents, let me just click a button, find that one thing I need it, I'm out. Right? You're gone. And now Google's looking at how long people are staying on pages, and you're actually doing yourself a disservice if you're not making the post something that people would actually want to completely devour and stay on your page and live there for. I I think you you nailed it, and I think that that probably matters more than than almost anything because yeah, they're definitely measuring like if you're coming back or, or yeah. whatever, and and I think like and not to keep going campy with the personal finance space, but no, but the, the one yeah, like the one that I see like so. Mr. Money Mustache, his name precedes all things. He's yeah. huge. Yeah. If if you look at keyword volume, Mr. Money Mustache is searched 56,000 times a month, which is a higher volume than almost anything my the, site any ranks for. Any single keyword, right? And that's, that's just his branded term. Right. And, and now if you go to his articles, they look like shit. Yep. His site is generally shit. I don't think he knows what bold, italic, H2. Like, it's just the guy just wrote something that was really good. Right. And it's only 600 words. Maybe. Does it, yeah, that's the that's the beauty of his brand is that he doesn't need to do any of that stuff. But the thing is, the content is just so good. I still read it, and I do I, too. I, I, I read it like admire. I admire him. Yep. You know, and, and how good he is, and so I think like to to maybe tie it in, like you could skew really far in one direction. You're probably not as good as Mister My Mustache in writing, but you could be decent with tactics. Right. Right. Uh, we, you know, we both agree that Google's getting smarter and it's not going to be like, I think the long form thing is, is even old school now. Yeah. Like I remember Neil Patel used to say like, you got to make your shit over 2,500 words. And I'm like, yes, you do have to make your shit long or at least like you have to make your shit comprehensive and detailed. That's, that's the word. Yeah. Dude. Definitive. But it doesn't have to be everything and the kitchen, like the kitchen sink or everything but the kitchen sink. And it can be. What you as a writer pick and choose is important and make that and really sell those important pieces in some sort of entertainment value. Um, so it's – I don't know. I mean that's I, – I agree that that's part of it. I don't know if that's the biggest bang for your buck. But I, but I have that as number three, content creation. Mm. I, I think that's solid. All right. So right now we're, we're, we're at number one is keyword research. Number two mm. is page speed. Maybe page speed number three. All right. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm with I get, you. I'm with you. I, I agree with this. Beauty only gets you so far. Yep. All right. I got number four. Unless you're young and beautiful. Then then everything is. Yeah. 
So number four, I got uh, on-page SEO. Mm. I think this is one of those like page speed advantage, like tech, like technical advantages that, um, I mean, we just mentioned Mr. Money Mustache does not do, right. but uh, it's a it's a technical advantage that if you did is is a big bang for your buck. I don't so know if wh- that's true. What is what does on page SEO mean to you? Uh, it means. Um, your your title of your post should be in, wrapped in an H1 tag. Your sub you know your your subheadings should be wrapped in an H2 tag. Sub subheadings in an H3. Uh, bolded words, um, bullet points. Because we mm. now like Google Google's creating those snippets now at the top of the search results. And most of them are lists. Yeah, they're scanning for for you know UL and OL uh, you know list, a bulleted list, numbered list, things like that. Um, you know. Uh, being conscious of what keywords are being added into the post without it feeling like stuffing. Mm. Well, it's not stuffing because stuffing is a different thing, but, and obviously an obsolete thing, but, you know, just being aware of like the keywords you're using. So for example, uh, at swim, you, they're called hot tubs and spas. Like they have their interchangeable names. So I'm very conscious right. to include both of those, uh, in every post just to, so it's, to be to be clear like a spa cover and a hot tub cover are the same thing but i'm using those words in case someone's searching for spa cover i'm going to get juice for that or if they search for hot tub cover i'll get you know ranking for that um other you know on page i mean just the way your your actual page is coded mm-hmm. you know just the you know lack of any blocking scripts which is also a page speed thing um but basically anything on the page that helps Google to read it more efficiently and fast and, and helps them to like highlight what you're trying to rank for. I, I completely agree with you a hundred percent with one caveat that yep. like, I, I, I think we both skew towards developer things. Sure. Well, that's and our I advantage. Th- right. And, and I guess that, my advantage. that that's like how I describe it to Laura, my, my wife. Is that like, it's, it's our competitive advantage, but it's certainly not like, the, the winning thing I, th- I think to your point with like the uh, h2 tags and and stuff like that uh, I guess Google is still a stupid computer and so you gotta you gotta, yeah, you gotta give it a little bit help of a, it a little yeah. bit right? right like uh you know and, and it's it's smart enough to know like when like you said because you switch like spawn pool or spawn hot tub you know and I, I almost feel like if you only used hot tub and this generally stupid computer might flag it as you being a asshole spammer. Right. But I like, even though that's true, do you still think it's true? Or at least, at least I think it's true. Is it, I mean, is that, is that really true? Well, Does Google really need those H2 tags and those like, bolded images? Or is it more for the, the reader and, and keeping them on your page longer mm. and enjoying how they read it because it feels nicer to read like i read you read vox i read vox right, right? That, that's how i get news i kind of scan for the eight for the bolded h2 tags you know because i don't because some of their stuff is a little too in-depth and i'm like ugh, just give me the, the thing well, i need to know so i absolutely agree and i think that's your point of length is i actually don't really believe people read most of our stuff and it's, they're scanning it right and, and i gauge uh success by like time on page 
But, but like, you know, obviously the one that has 15,000 views in the last 30 days and got five minutes is far better than the one that got six minutes with 100 views because, you know, to get right. that many people to, to give their attention. But and I guess the other thing is we you you know how the rabbit hole thought I have with Google and its intelligence. Do you, do yes. you want to go there? Um, Do you want to go there? I'll, I'll briefly. I'll, I'll do it in two minutes or less. All right. I and this is this is definitely on page SEO. Yeah. So yeah. so one of the the biggest turning points for me in SEO was uh, I was trying to rank for Fundrise Review, which is uh-huh. uh, a high paying affiliate in the personal finance space. Personal finance space, and it's really competitive. And I I just hadn't been able to rank for reviews. I was like, you know what? Just screw it. I'm just going to mess around. I'm just going to run a test. Everyone always put the exact keywords together. So it'd be like Fundrise Review colon some bullshit, right? And, right. Then, and then the meta description would have Fundrise Review, maybe they'd mention review 15 times, and then make yeah. sure they just plaster it through everything. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I can't compete with like the people who have a million backlinks and I, my mm-hmm. feelings on that or whatever. Um, and so I was like, I'm just gonna create a really interesting title that doesn't have the exact match. And so I think it was like a detailed review of Fundrise returns or I don't even know. But the words, the two key words that are technically one were far apart. And that that really just shot it up to the top. Uh, hmm. It was it was mostly that. And, and I started to realize that uh, like maybe Google's a little bit smarter than we give them credit for. Obviously. I mean, the, well, they have. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of like. I keep saying that Google is smarter than you and getting smarter every day, mm. but I think they're even like one of the things that I I was shocked to learn is that there are actual human beings who sometimes look at like top ranking pages on big keywords and and give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. Yes. You know? And I think they want to replace those people mm. with machines that can that can definitively basically yeah, definitively go, yeah, this is good. This is good content. So it's machines that can read stuff and have like, you know, it's an AI in a way. Look, you if you have an Android phone, unfortunately you can't if you have an iPhone because Siri sucks. But if you have a Google phone, you could say, okay, Google, text my mom that I will be 15 minutes late. You know, And I'm sorry if you're listening to this out loud and you have an okay <laughs> Google. <laughs> or you could say, Alexa, buy 100 Stop. reams. Of- no, I'm sorry. Uh, but but <laughs> the, the point is, you know, and that's even more of an on-the-nose example. It yeah. is... Take it one. It's like processing your words, which is insane, and then deferring like context. And if for no other reason, that should give you a lot of thought about what Google is capable of, and perhaps how it sees your content. Yeah, it's gonna start. They're gonna start being able to replicate human tastes mm. in 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 how they scan pages. And I think the people who are creating the super long stuff that's kind of boring and who are creating, uh, you know, even the super, super short stuff that are boring. Like they're just, it's really just going to go to the, to the people who are like really, it's kind of hard. I want to say give a shit about what they're writing because I would, I believe that the people who are writing the big epic, you know, table of contents, they do care. It's just that they're not, not, and I'm not saying all of the people that do this are like that, but you got to start thinking about how people like emotionally process what you're creating and not just, you know, how to real quick stuff. 
when I think about like I read a lot of homebrewing books. I like the homebrewing books that have like humor and are mm. you know literally enjoyable to read about water chemistry. And I I just re- read one about water chemistry, and it is the most dense, boring. <laughs> they don't relate. They don't relate water chemistry at all to like how you know like they don't. You're not going to tell your friends about it. Well, here's an example. They, yeah, I, I go. It's dense. If you read what I read, which I didn't even comprehend, maybe, maybe I comprehended ten percent of the book because mm. I it was just like formulas in the middle of sentences. It was awful. Had had they written that book, going, okay, here's all the technical shit, but let me give it to you in a an analogy. Imagine there's you know it's like those things are what teach people, and that's what you and, often remember. Right. And you and you can use that as okay, well I have the technical thing and it's like and it makes you understand what they're saying in like, you know, how, you know, limestone affects, you know, the calcium concentrate of water over X parts per million, blah blah blah. It, it's like it's like, yeah, you're falling asleep, it sucks. Uh it's dense, it's good, it's information, it's fact, mm. it's great, but it doesn't like I'm I'm gonna be like, you know what? Fuck water chemistry, I'm not gonna do it. Because it's just too it's too hard. Instead, I can be, and this is why some university is successful, is because I, the whole point of it is to is to explain pool chemistry to people who don't care about chemistry. Don't give a shit. You know? yeah. yeah, they just want to know how to get how to get done, how to get it done, or at least be able to understand. Oh, so adding shock to the pool is like throwing a bunch of soldiers at into war against algae and they <laughs> devour them it's like it's very oh i get it that's how it works it's not technical it's not scientific yeah. but it's it's an analogy that makes sense to 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 people it, it's engaging it's engaging and that's yeah and i think throwing that in with a bunch of like i mean yeah you're right about the nudging of google like nudge them like yeah you got to put some keywords together you know look and just to make it to make it relevant. I'll tell you what. If, if I was, you know, the the X years ago me, and I found this uh-huh. podcast, and I found this episode, um, I would be like hunting for these like hack tactics that I could implement um, to like blow my business up and make like millions of dollars. Yeah. And I think, and if you remember when we started with Listen Money Matters, we did an episode a day, and there was a show notes a day. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and we were doing good stuff, but broadly speaking, it at least the written end sucked because we were just churning it out. Uh, we yeah. were trying to hit, I don't know, volume speed, and uh, it, the I, I think that um, these days, if you're creating a blog, you could compete with Listen My Matters toe to toe in anything that we rang for. I very truly believe it, and it keeps me up mm-hmm. at night, but. Like you gotta slow it down. Like it sucks that you have to like think of these analogies, and now it's like hard, right? It takes you yeah. more time to release it. But if you release two things a month and they were wicked awesome, you will make so much more money than if you well, just crank it, it. Exactly. It's and all. It's it's part of the keyword research part, right? Because it's it's why. I mean, you should create things on your website that don't rank. Like or that people are that are searching for, but maybe don't have like a high ranking. It's like, for example, like we have articles on some university about patching a pool liner. Mm. People need to know that information. It's just no one's. There's not a lot of. There's not a shitload of people searching right. for that. And you don't need to but make an still, analogy that's wicked with no, soldiers it, for that. But you know, no. But that that content still needs to get written because I'm trying to create an all encompassing resource for pool. You know, pool people, people who own swimming pools and hot tubs. Yeah. Mm. 
it's like I'm creating the largest textbook that's the best read textbook on the, you know, it's like an online textbook is basically yeah. what I'm doing. An online pool manual that is the most insanely awesome thing ever. Look. And, and, and yeah, like most of my traffic comes from like, what, five, ten keywords maybe? You know, uh, but, I, but I bet uh, those like top ones maybe represent 30 or so percent of your, your revenue, but like those umpteenth million whatever articles represent the other majority. They're just sure. all really small. And, and I think like a big reason that uh, Swim University is successful is because you've shown Google that you literally are the ultimate pool resource. So when they decided to trust you for robotic pool cleaners and then they trusted you for cloudy water and then they're like, right. okay, this guy actually is creating great trying, stuff in right. this wheelhouse. And so – Well, yeah, because yeah, Google's like – again, Google's business is – they need to serve up relevant content or else who's going to use Google. Right. And that's where they make their money from their ads. So, you know, if they if they see that somebody is trying to really create great stuff, whether a, a human being looks at it or a computer, they start to let you – I mean, like I look at this with Brew Cabin. Brew Cabin is no, – and we talked about – let's talk about backlinks for a second because I think backlinks are dead. Mm. We don't need backlinks anymore. And I say I that also from – I also strongly agree. So what's interesting is I say that from purely anecdotal evidence. You know, I Brew Cabin really is not anecdotal evidence, and and I have sites that are also not. I mean, they, they exist and we get traffic. Well, it's anecdotal to me. I mean, I only I've only tried it on. Okay, so two. that's true. You have a sample size of one, and I have a sample size yeah. of one, right? Well, I have a sample size of three mm. because Swim University I, doesn't count. It, it's been established. All right. Well, so let's then. I never built a backlink on Roasty. Mm. Never ever did it like reached out to anybody and said put me in your resources page or never tried i just put content out shared it on social media people found it and started linking to it i got i got i put out a, a infographic on on pinterest and huffington post picked it up and then once huffington post picked it up it becomes this flywheel of like other people finding it and linking to it and uh and then it just kind of grows but m- more importantly brew cabin is very very new and I showed you yesterday, it has, uh, f- I think it's 10 referring domains or 15 referring domains. All of them came from uh, one podcast that I did where I mentioned Brew Cabin. And it's a bunch of like podcast apps that picked it up. Mm. And I, so there's that, those are the 15 domains. And those are bullshit a, links. Bullshit links. Yep. Low, low, low quality. Uh, I, I don't, not a single other homebrewing or beer site links to me at all. And I rank number one, two, or at least in the top five for probably 10 or 15 keywords. There are uh, keywords for Listen Money Matters that I have been working years on with ranking and have constantly revisited. And lately, there are people who have like their website exists for measured in months and, and they're yeah. beating us. And, and there are people yeah, who, that, same. that we are beating. And I'll tell you, I am lividly pissed that these people are beating me, but objectively, their shit is better than mine for for that area. And there are people that we are beating that should be pissed because they spent probably even longer than I did, you know, trying to rank. And here I am prancing in on top. And I think if anything, it should show that the tides are turning. Yeah. This is a never-ending game, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's it's like a lifelong, yeah, lifelong 
pursuit. <laughs> this is number six on the list. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, you you, you kind of have to like. I mean, I love it. Mm, same. Like, I love SEO. You keep I've your eye reading, on it, you know. Yeah, I've been reading SEO books for. I got hired from a, by a company to do SEO, and I had no formal training whatsoever. I just read a bunch of books and kind of just got super into the technical side of it. I don't even know why. I I feel like you should see. I, I threw them all away, but I should have kept my old SEO books. They're hilarious. <laughs> There's none of the tactics working. The trick is to spin your content three hundred yeah. times, dude. Spinning content. Mm. I did that shit. And I learned from what might be the best on how to spin and, you know, whatever wizard tool. Uh, that was what it's called. Unique article you, wizard. You need our, oh, dude, I, did I spend time on it? And, same, uh, same. You know, how far we've come. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, have the one, I have one more on this list. Go on. Audits. Mm. So when you say audits, I think of yeah. like... What Ahrf does when it like scans my site and t- no, you know. that's not what I'm talking about. That is they they do call that they call that a uh, uh, what do they call that a site audit? Yes, yeah, yeah. I, what I'm con- I'm referring to content audits. So okay, go, go <clears throat> and on. I, and I the reason I picked this is because it it, it doesn't apply to uh, it, this would not I wouldn't. Re- like this wouldn't apply to Brew Cabin mm. because Brew Cabin's a brand new site. It has like maybe twenty five articles. Like you can't really audit that. That's what it is. What it is. Mm. Um, but it 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 definitely helped Swim University. It definitely helped Roasty. And I think and and every single time I've gotten or have or have worked with somebody else or have like like at least like talked through with somebody else who has a website that's pretty large and they do a content audit, it always works. And what, what is it's it? really, oh, you could probably stand and do this too. It's basically trimming, sure. trimming the fat mm. of your content. So let's say you have 500 posts mm. and you look at how, like you look at those posts and you make, so basically what you do is you take, put all the, here, well, what I do is I take all of my posts and I put them in a large spreadsheet. You know, I you know put the title, URL. And I have a box called action or a, a column called action, and I and I make three decisions. I either say this post, and I and all well, what I did was I also put in the previous year's traffic, total traffic numbers for each page, mm. so I would rank them in order of like how much traffic they were getting. And obviously, you can start at the bottom mm. or the top, wherever you want to do. And I I uh, I made three decisions: either delete it because it either was getting no traffic and not relevant to my website anymore. Uh, or it was just shitty and the right. keyword didn't mean anything. It's like, fucking get rid of it. Uh, it's just diluting your website. Uh, consolidate it, meaning this post would be could go into this other post, which is already ranking for the keyword I wanted to. These two posts can be combined to make a bigger, nicer post that would help that one rank. And then the third one was improve. So just like which, which posts you know I'm going to keep, but I'm going to prioritize as a refresh or, or something that I want to improve. Okay, so so that is far more tempered than what I expected. I, I was re- I don't know if you can see my face. I was ready to pounce with disagreement. Um, I actually completely agree. I, we have never deleted anything on Listen Money Matters, maybe because I'm sentimental. Uh, sure. You know, um, I, and I don't know that that necessarily will help, but, you know, if it was something way out in left field, you know, and it doesn't belong, like, 
whatever. And there's a lot of stuff that gets like nothing. No people read it. So right, it's it's easier. But I but but to get rid of it. What we're we're saying what the what the content audit is saying is like I would add posts to you, that. But go, go on. Those posts that no one is reading, mm. that's bad for your overall. Okay, so so I, I don't know that I necessarily agree that's a theory. with that. Right. right. So, I, so I don't know if I agree with that, but I mean, you know, it's like that whole, if like the tree falls in the forest and no one's around, like I, if no one's there to read it, you know, I, I, how could it hurt you? Why is it there? Well, right. So so I think like in terms of managing just, your shit, it's good to get rid bigger of Bigger database too? Uh, I mean, these computers know, are pretty, pretty fast now. But so what I, I would add to that, and I, I think, uh, so we've definitely consolidated and it has definitely helped. Um, I think... I think that's where the biggest value is in a content well, audit is the consolidation and, part. And the improvement part. I mean, you, you literally said the past, you're telling me the past year, you almost solely focused on improving existing content. That's all About I did. About half yeah. of our work at Listen Money Matters is that. And the, the results there have been fu- like we create new things and they rank well, but it is so much more obvious or clear to me when we make improvements and it shoots up. Like, yeah. uh, super super important but well and and when you have less content you have less things to improve so right. you can there's much more manageable and and so i would want to maybe so i think we have probably similar spreadsheets but i want to say like add a few columns to that i have a few but go ahead what are, what are i'm not that, saying you don't that? have enough columns i have a lot of fucking columns, <laughs> mine goes bro. to triple b dude oh Eat damn son. no uh, <laughs> so i uh I have this like weird twisted view where like so you Matt you have your SEO course which is yeah. awesome because it's thank you for the plug <laughs> it's been born out of hours and hours of our conversations over years it's true. and so yeah it's uh, true. and and I mean it, it's good and I don't get anything for saying that unfortunately yeah, no. but but uh, the 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 point is like so you, uh, the course I believe sells because you talk about it people reference it. The the cover image is cool. The title is cool. The copy is great. They they could buy the course and be like, Matt is a shit selling asshole. And and I know that I know that it's good. But the thing is, they won't know until after they bought if it's good or bad. So right. technically, the sales are not predicated on the quality of the product. And I believe the same thing about your content, in that your ranking in Google is like your sales page. That title and meta description is like them buying your content before they read it. And if it sucks, they'll click back. So, it, you, wait a minute. Okay, so you just are right, I am I blowing I, minds? I agree. No, 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 no. Damn, I, I want to blow if, mine so bad. All right, would you, hold on. Big bang for your buck. Does, is is title and description does that belong in this list? And if it does, what gets re- what does it replace? I mean, I, it could be part of audit. I I think uh, I don't think it is part of audit. Audit's a whole different. Audit is deleting content and consolidating content. Well, okay, because I I guess I perceive so so. There's this piece and there's one more piece that I I guess. So so let me let me finish and then we'll restructure the list. We have to because we're only allowed to have five. Deal, deal. That's, that's the thesis. So, so I think uh, like your your title and meta and meta is kind of going away. Google's basically like you don't know what your meta is. We know what your meta is. So you know it's funny. You know and you know it's funny. They uh, recently increased the number of letters that you could add in the meta description and then decreased it and again. then they. And then they brought it back. Dude, yeah, that made us so mad because like one- we dedicated so much time to. Oh, we didn't. We knew it. Oh no! Like no. Michelle, Michelle and I were talking about it, and we're like, "This is a this is going away, right? This is not going to be." We're like, "No, well, they're no, they're gonna they're gonna scale this." Back. And we just had a gut feeling, and we were right. Thank I, God. I wish you told me. 
Oh, uh, so, I know. But so, so I think it was a gut feeling. I didn't know. Like, like you know, Met is important, sure. but I'm going to say if we were to like go forward two years, I think it actually might be completely irrelevant. But that that title, and and maybe those H twos. Uh, just almost as important because people are scanning and a lot of value yep. is in. So uh, the title sells it. Yeah. I mean, the tight look, you can have, we were talking about this yesterday uh, that I rank number two for the term conical fermenters in, in for, for uh, brew cabin. Mm. I'm number two. Number one is a e-commerce store and the title is just conical fermenters. Uh, that's it. That's the title of their, right post which is basically when you click it you know you're going to an e-commerce store with a bunch of conical fermenters a computer generated um, bullshit pitch right but my my post underneath it and i don't know the exact uh I, i'm gonna just make sure that i get this right so my post which is directly underneath that says the seven best conical fermenters for home brewers mm. and so you're automatic like as a selling point you're gonna you're, you're i gonna guarantee you with it Right, but I guarantee you, and I, I maybe I'm 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 gonna bet. I'll hmm. bet that how much are you this, gonna bet, Matt? Uh, Four dollars <laughs> on this search results page that my post gets clicked more than the first first hmm. one. I bet you I get more clicks in the first first position only because people are like, well, wait a minute, before I go and buy a conical fermenter, I want to know what the seven best are, not a list. So. Not a list of like uh, an e-commerce store of, of all of them. I want the seven best. I, first, just because it, that that title sells it, dude. I, I bet that it does get more clicks. And uh, yeah. it, it's funny you bring that up because I I read this uh, study and it was Rand Rand Fishkin, I guess is his name mm-hmm. from Moz, and I think Maz, and yeah. I think it was the dude from Viper Chill. Well, I, I forget. Uh, do, do you yeah, know what the, is that? Glenn Glenn Alsop. Aesop or oh yeah, it, Aesop? yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? The no. So, so they both wanted they wanted to run this test, and they created these articles, and I forget what the terms were for, and they t- and it, there were separate terms, and they tweeted or, or emailed their people on their list, and like, hey, I need you to search for whatever the term was, and scroll down, and when it was on page two, three, whatever, and click on my link, and just and just keep it open in your browser. Oh, right. And so they, these people have huge audiences. And uh, they, they they like purposely were not great resources, and it drove it all the way up. And I don't know if they hit like number one, but they were certainly in the top, which at least lends cre- like credence to clicks are like votes. Right, right. Um, speaking of that, uh, my friend started a, a company called ClickFlow. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's available for sale yet. Uh, I just went to the website. Uh, it's clickflow.io. It looks like it's for sale. And um, should you go to moneylab.co/slash/clickflow? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> an affiliate. affiliate. Uh, but basically, what this does, and I haven't used it yet, so I'm not like officially like saying I would recommend it. But I, it's it's when I, when he told me about it, I was like, whoa, this is super interesting. Basically, what it does is allows you to A/B test uh, your page titles in google hmm. so you can it'll it'll measure basically what it does is it, it 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 puts a title in it starts to rank in google it tracks the number of clicks you get and then it'll test another title that you add and then it'll track that number of clicks and it'll tell you which one won and so that is awesome right right so it's like uh that's kind of like that's the kind of i mean a b testing titles is 
huge. Yeah, I mean, especially huge. for big terms. But yeah, and yeah, if you and if you're trying to like, you know, maybe you're maybe you're ranked number five, mm-hmm. right? But if you optimize your title, you know, even if you're number five, you still might get more clicks than number three and number two, just because people do scan the page or they do click in pogo stick. You know, they click and they go back into the page and then they go back to the search because they didn't get the information they wanted. And yours just going to stand out on that page. It's like looking at a magazine cover and going like, oh, I'm going to buy this magazine because I just saw seven best sex positions yeah. for, uh, you know, fat white male. Did, I don't know. Did it work? Like it resonated. Uh, number six <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> so, so they only all blew your mind, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they <laughs> I imagine they would have. Yeah. Anyways, but it's like those those. But my point is that they, those titles resonate, and you know, like just the example I just gave about the conical fermenter. It's like it's important, but I, I would want to like pepper it with one thing because mm. I think there's so many things we gotta we gotta organize well, just, just but go ahead fine. pepper pepper on, on the click flow piece uh, I am it. personally I'm attracted to stuff like that like moth to a flame uh, yes. I, I can't help myself I just can't like A-B testing all that stuff but the thing is like for example like if you search pink tax at Google listen my matters ranks number one for it and yeah. I have for years attempted to make a single dollar on that article and it I, uh, I've convinced that it is impossible to make any money on that article now using affiliate links using affiliate links actually the you only didn't try to make any products yeah, yeah right. and so i could a b test that and potentially i mean i'm number one but i could you know do better but i would say screw all your titles but if you look to say like wire cutter they're like these are the best laptops you should buy and i'm sorry if you're number one for that you're making millions of dollars because laptops right. are freaking expensive and right. so, you know, use something like that for something that may, that is worth your time. That's true. Like, not every keyword is worth the priority. Mm. It should be priority. I mean, if you're if you're trying to make money off your website, which I'm, if you're going to invest in SEO, I'm assuming that's what you're trying to do. Mm. Like, you're right. I would, I would think so. I would think so in yeah. some way. Whether it's, I mean, if you're some trying to monetize, people try to just help other people. I've never sure. understood them. Well, like I was, I was thinking like news sites, right? Like news sites. Or that try to rank in Google, like you know, we're trying to get ads. You know, they're trying to sell ads. Yeah, they just want impressions, and so they just need impressions, mm. right? Which is fine, but you know, so that in that in that case, like it doesn't matter the keyword you're going after. You're just looking for the proper impressions, right? But if but for us who who rely on like very specific product sales or or affiliate link sales to specific products, yeah, like obviously, like me focusing on robotic pool cleaners, uh, which gets you know which are like on average $500 a pop versus me trying to uh, rank for water te- pool water testing, which, you know, the average product there is $10. It, the priority changes, even if, even if pool water testing gets more traffic. Yeah, I'm, I'm just jealous because we rank for a similar thing for piggy banks, but they're just yeah. really cheap. They're really cheap, yeah. <laughs> we don't make a lot of money on that one. Just... Although people break them all the time, so they constantly have to rebuy piggy banks. <laughs> yeah. Cause... From cartoons and movies I've seen over the years. Because saving is tough. Saving is hard, mm. yeah. Uh, so, all right. Right now I have number one is keyword research. Number two is content creation. Number three is page speed. Number four is on-page SEO. And number five is audits. But we're thinking maybe not audits. Although, I, you know... I would love to challenge you on mm. Listen Money Matters yeah. to do a single content audit. 
Doesn't even have to be. We're, we're constantly a huge. We're like do, I know, but I but I want you to do one big like sprint mm. to do a content audit and then measure that sprint's result. So you're so you're saying well okay so so check out what's out, like going on and make sweeping potentially sweeping changes and then all you have to do here's what I'll say you don't even have to improve all you have to do is let's just do one at a time put all your you know you have all your posts in a spreadsheet right and you basically go through and go which post can I delete mm. like completely are just not giving us any traffic are kind of stupid. Just no, just no, nonsense. Just do that one thing. Delete maybe, say you delete like 20, 25 mm. posts. Because you, you have a lot, like you have like 700 posts or something? Uh, almost 800, yeah. Okay, so let's say you delete 100, right? Just I'm like, like gulping. No trap. <laughs> huh? I'm like gulping as you're suggesting. I like, know, oh I know. Dude, this is one of the hardest things mm. to do. It's so hard. But like do a mass delete. And I want to see if it like let let measure if your your overall organic traffic goes up. You know the the thing is like uh, there's so much going on. Like we create twelve things a month and whatever. Like, it's hard to tell. And and so I don't know. If, I know you mean. I don't know if you notice this for like say roasty or or, or um, brew cabin or, or swim you, but uh, right around March of this year, Google made a huge change. Uh, uh-huh. it, it was they they call it like the quality update. Yeah, and, I heard I read about that. So if you look at I didn't see an I didn't see an increase in anything. So look at if if you have AHRFs, which I really think you should buy. I mean, there's nothing worth your money if you're trying to more worth your money other than Matt's SEO course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to now use two a tool. plugs. This is great. <laughs> but I am I am raking Go it in. to right around go to listenmymatters.com. Look at our organic traffic graph, which by the way is the sexiest graph you might ever see in your life. <laughs> And Nerd. look at right around the time, March, when that was announced. Um, and then look at the part past that. And, uh, and you shot up? Or you, or you, what happened? I mean, you know what? I, I want to keep... Uh, dude, it, Just fucking tell it's, me. It's like a hockey stick. It, it's like... Uh, nice, nice. And, and it's because I think we were rewarded for things that we were trying to do before it worked. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Uh... I think we have a little contention on the fifth most important thing. Well, what would you flip it with? I really like audits. I mean, I'm, but not everyone can do them. So I will say that uh, I will switch it with um, title and description optimization. That that's kind of an audit. No, I don't. I don't. No. Oh, okay. No. No, I mean, like, if you were gonna, fo- I'm saying. What are the five most important things to focus on in order like, to get traffic not by ranking like Google. narrow, like do this, this, that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I would agree. I mean, look, dude, your titles are, that's your sales pitch. Optimization, right? Mm. Keyword research. Mm-hmm. And can we make content creation a little bit more specific? Um, like content research and creation or like. I feel like that's broader. I, I guess the thing yeah, is, like, it's that's the hardest one. I know it's the and it's the hardest one. It's the hardest one to like uh, tactic tactic guys. Mm. You know, like you can't throw a tactic on there and say like make a twelve thousand word post. It's uh, no, you, it's like you know what? I'll I'll tell you what because uh, you had said that uh, the really long ones that like they're, they succeed in being long and perhaps incomprehensive, yeah. but they're not necessarily a great read 
Um, we definitely do well with some of those. We have we have plenty, of course. And yes, they do well. And, yes. and I think the the way to make that work is you got to have more H twos because it's it's not the best, but people are scanning for what they scanning. need, and so yeah, yeah. I don't know. And it just takes them a long time on that page because it's such a long page. Mm. So naturally, they're doing more time. But I worry about someone finding their answer and then bouncing. Yeah. I mean, look, and not and not and not becoming and not actively becoming a fan of what you're. That's doing. the ultimate goal. Like it, the 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 holy grail is getting them to page two. Like if if your right. average pages per visit was two, you'd be like the king of the internet. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, are you at two? No, dude, not even close. No, I'm, I'm like one point <laughs> like five or one point oh, okay. seven or something. I'm like one point three something. So I could look it up, but yeah, yeah, it's hard. All right, so. To reorder keyword research, content creation, page speed, on-page SEO, title, and description optimization. Mm. Meaning creating better titles and descriptions so, they, so people can click in the SERPs. Cool. Yeah. You good with those? Yeah. Deep enough? I think it was deep. Oh, so deep. <laughs> that was gross. I'm never doing that again. Okay. Uh, I want to thank Ryan McRae for my new middle name this week via email. Thank you, Ryan. Giblets. <laughs> it looks like you forgot. It's, huh? I thought you forgot for a second. No. How can you forget giblets? That's true. It's the best part of the turkey. <laughs> mm. uh, if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on the show, please email me at – please email me. Matt at moneylab.co. Please I have the email word. me. Find my email address yourself. Well, I have like email me at Matt at money. I just don't like the word at mm. twice. So, so like right in your ear, I have to say at, at. It's like when, like my name, Matt. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> yeah, Matt at moneylab.co. Matt at moneylab.co. Also, feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. I'm open to try new ones out. This week was giblets, but who knows? Maybe one will stick. Can I- Maybe I'll just be like, nope, this is the middle name now. I'm going to go <laughs> legally change it. We'll see. Uh, if you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. Uh, Overcasts, that's where you go, mm. right? Uh, and if you really like this show, tell your friends about it. Point them to your favorite episodes, like this one, and hopefully they'll become a subscriber. So, uh, dude, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah. See you next time. Yeah. I would love to. All right. Thanks for listening. That's it. Bye. Please tell your friends about this show. 